Hello, everybody, and welcome, or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am your host, Brad. That's right, it is me, and only me. No blue. Why no blue? Well, you see, things happen. People get busy. She is in art school, also has some other really important stuff going on, so therefore, you're stuck with me. Anyway, this week, we're taking a little bit of a break from our typical recording schedule of To Your Eternity, which will be out next week, and Blue should be back, so if you want to hear that, please do check that out. However, this week, due to the very, very, very recent release of My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission... I'm covering that. I had the opportunity to go see that last night in theaters with some friends, and my goodness, that was fun. It was an absolute blast to be able to go sit down in theaters and just enjoy anime time with friends. And not only just friends, but other weebs who were there to enjoy the same thing that we were on opening night. And let me tell you, the film was great. The whole experience was great. The theater that we went to is a very futuristic, super fancy theater that was fantastic. And they were giving out exclusive art books for the opening day. That was cool. Read through that before sitting down to record that this evening. And I'm a big fan of getting art books whenever it comes as collectibles because you get to kind of see the making of and kind of the concept and ideas of where certain aspects came from. So big fan. Really, really big fan of being able to get my hands on that. So that was cool. And overall, the experience was a lot of fun and I am definitely looking forward to the next trip to the theaters in December to go see SAO Progressive because my goodness I'm a huge SAO fan so I am I'm greatly greatly looking forward to that as well now before we actually get into the topic of discussion for this evening little little update on what I've been watching this week, just because we, this is just kind of by the cuff, off the books, you know, it happens, we out here, we gaming, and the, you know, just to give, just to give a little bit of update on what's going on, what I've been watching, what I've been reading, although I haven't been reading that much, the new chapter of Dragon Ball Super came out this week, so I did give that a quick read, that was fun, big, big fan of Dragon Ball and all that stuff that kind of goes along with it. Yeah, getting or just more continuation of the story in Dragon Ball, kind of where it's going and where hopefully we'll get a continuation of the show and where the show's going to go. Because this is, I'm intrigued by a lot of what's going on and seeing new powers grow and develop. And then, as far as what I've watched, new episode of Komi-san this week. That was, oh my goodness, I cannot explain to you all how much I absolutely adore this show and everything that comes along with it. It is such a joy to sit down and watch it is very reminiscent of the manga it's very cute the story is very sweet it's quirky it is an absolute fun time so i really really recommend giving it a watch week to week if you want something just fun slice of life to kind of watch it is a little bit you know quirky it has its quirks for sure however don't let that turn you off from the show it is it is absolutely wonderful and then watched the newest episode of Demon Slayer this week as well. That was fun, getting to see the story aspect of Mugen Train kind of continue. Also, for those that have not seen Mugen Train but may be watching Demon Slayer week to week, I am so sorry where this week's episode left off. My goodness, that is one hell of a cliffhanger to be left off on. So, if if you're watching it and haven't seen Mugen Train, which is available on Funimation and Crunchyroll at this point, you have my sincerest condolences because that is that's rough man that sucks but again i cannot stress how much i'm enjoying that op and ed 
Lisa is fantastic. She does a fantastic job. I'm having a great time. It's a great time for anime right now with all the stuff that's coming out. And then April coming up is a lot of fun stuff coming along as well. Ugh, such a good time to be an anime fun or anime fan. Great, 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 great time. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything that I've watched or read this week. I went back to work this week, so I haven't had the most amount of time to do a whole lot of extra stuff, and especially with inventory coming up next week, life is about to get so, so much more hectic for a week. But then after that, vacation. And not just any vacation, but one of my best mates is coming back into town, Dakota. So get to hang out with him, kidnap him, take him to Knoxville, let him try sushi. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a really great time looking forward to the future. Speaking of the future and kind of sticking with the topic of this week, if this film was any indication of where the future of my hero is going to go, we are in for a great, fantastic, wonderful ride. Now, as far as our topic for this week goes, let's... Let's give just a little bit of background, a little bit of info, just to, just to kind of present to you all what we are covering. The My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission is a film that released earlier this year in Japan, shattered all My Hero Academia box office records in Japan, and it is doing extremely well here. Last night, there was a lot of people there, just at the theater that we were at, to be able to see it. I know some of the showings had actually sold out. So, film is obviously doing very well domestically here in the U.S., and it is... I forget how long it ran. I think, like, maybe like an hour and 30, hour and 45 minutes. It did not seem like it took that long at all. And it was a really, really fantastic ride all the way through. I talked about it afterwards with my friends that were there, and one of my friends brought his girlfriend along who had never watched anything even remotely anime-related before, and she even went into it expecting to hate the film and she said afterwards she's like i i hate how much i actually enjoyed that which means we converted another one guys great job but no it just kind of goes to show the power that just really good anime films have and more particularly this one because i've seen all of the my hero films leading up to this one as well outside of the five seasons that are available and this is definitely my favorite out of the three still not a hundred percent certain where this one sits from a canon standpoint it definitely kind of fits into the story a little bit i don't know if it's going to have any lasting ramifications to the story itself but it's it's possible i guess we'll just have to I guess we'll just have to kind of see as things progress whenever my hero season six comes out next year and to give a little background on the show or like a little synopsis beforehand or beforehand for those that have not seen the trailers or been given any sort of information on the film so the film takes place in a fictional country called Otheon that is located somewhere in Europe. The film follows our, you know, standard trio of Class 1A of Bakugo, Todoroki, and Deku, and very, very specifically Deku, as they are on a mission to stop the terrorist group known as Humorize, and they are essentially a terrorist group that wants to eradicate quirks entirely from the world and so Deku, Todoroki, Bakugo, the vast majority of class 1A along with all of the world's top heroes, Japan, America, the entire world's heroes gather together to try to stop this terrorist organization from using a bioweapon to eradicate quirks from the world. 
However, along during that, Deku gets framed for murder, and it's a it's a wild, wild ride to try to figure out how all of this kind of takes place and what kind of happens where, which we will get into very, very shortly. So if you want to remain spoiler-free, you don't want to have anything spoiled, I'm going to just go ahead and tell you beforehand, if you have the opportunity, if you feel comfortable and safe enough to go through Go to theaters if theaters are open near you and you have the opportunity. Please go and see this if you are a My Hero fan, a Shonen fan, or just want a really good story because you don't have to know the people in this to kind of just be able to go and enjoy it. Obviously, from my friend's girlfriend's perspective, she got hooked on anime just due to this film. So, And it's definitely something that I believe really anyone can actually sit down and enjoy. So yeah, again... If you want to check it out, please, I highly, highly recommend doing so. But yeah, outside of that, let's let's put our spoiler chicken hats on, because I am about to give a full deep dive of the film, and just kind of go through the entire plot and where things go and things that kind of happen. So if you duck around this long, let's let's get into it. So our film opens with the cult of normal humans along with their leader who has a quirk which doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense uh, hypocrites <laughs> but yeah they are you know they're like oh let's let's get rid of the quirks and they set off a bomb in a city i don't remember it ever being explained which city in the my hero versa was that it went off on or in and you literally see people's quirks activate and they just go out of control and then basically causing everyone to overexert themselves and just die. There is one person left who's just cowering in fear and one of the cultists come out to them and they're like, oh, you're one of the people that don't have a quirk. You're one of the chosen ones. You're free to go. And it's a really interesting place to start off the film. You then cut over to all of our, or our main group of heroes, which is Todoroki Bakugo and Deku, who are working with Endeavor as part of his agency for their work studies, to those who have not seen Season 5. Spoilers, but spoiler chicken hats are on, so I'm assuming if you're listening at this point, you will have seen through Season 5 or just clicked off due to spoilers. So, yeah, those three end up working with Endeavor for their work studies, and so they are brought along on this mission. And so Endeavor and his entire agency are in the country of Etherio, where they are one of the 25 hero groups that are going after Humorize, and whilst they are there, they raid the actual Humorize compound looking for the biobomb that is in that country, supposedly, and they find nothing. Nobody finds anything. 25 different locations all over the world, America, Canada, South America, all of Europe, Asia. Everybody said that they had one, nobody had one. So everybody's kind of frustrated. Well, cut to the next day. Bakugo, Deku, and Todoroki are all out doing some shopping. And a jewelry store robbery happens. So the our ragtag group of heroes decide that they are going to try to stop the robbery. Bakugo takes down one of them. Todoroki takes down the other. But in the process of the pursuit, the robber that Todoroki was after manages to slip the briefcase off to a third-party individual whose name is Rody that we will get to a little bit later. And Deku is the one who is charged with chasing after Rody. And if you... So Deku, during the chase, manages to 
catch up to Rhodey. However, during the chase, an explosion happens because one of the humorized members are trying to defect and they have some sort of information on the bombs that are going off. So he is being chased by another one of the humorized assassins that have a quirk. He is run off the road, explosion happens, and due to that, the briefcase of jewels that Rhodey is carrying gets swapped for another briefcase carrying the humorized stuff and therefore as they are leaving in pursuit Deku finally manages to catch up to Rhodey and they open up the case and they see that it is nothing but office supplies so Deku being curious or Deku being the way that he is apologizes because he believes that he is mistaken and as they are leaving the train station that he chased them into they are ambushed by the police and they are genuinely trying to kill both of them and as they are running away running from the police they manage to find out that the police were actually after Deku and he is wanted for murder due to the police chief also being a member of Humorize and Humorize basically being like all right he knows too much kill him. So it is shoot on sight for our main green-haired boy, and Rhodey is very conflicted because he thought he was just being a part of a jewelry heist and being able to make some money to support his little brother and sister, and Deku's like, what the hell have I done? What am I being involved in? So Deku, joined along with Rhodey, go on a cross-country trip trying to evade to the neighboring country of Kalat, where they believe they'll be safe from the police's jurisdiction while Bakugo and Todoroki go in search of Deku to try to help him out and help him figure out what the hell's going on, while Endeavor and the rest of the agency are going after the bioweapon. Because Humorize, after they learn that Deku is trying to cross over to a neighboring country, they're like, alright, we can do this, let's just do a live stream, announce our plan to the entire world, and be like, oh yeah, by the way, you got two hours, because we are going to destroy everyone in these locations, and we're even going to give you the exact locations in the world, just try to stop us, because you can't. Deku and Rhodey make it to the border crossing with the neighboring country, however, they are ambushed by the Humorize assassins, however... Whilst they are in the midst of the battle, Bakugo and Todoroki show up to help turn the tides. And our boys obviously went out over the assassins. And they go through the case. Rhodey finds a contraption inside of the case similar to a puzzle that his father had him do whenever he was younger. And they find information and a key on how to disarm the bomb, and they also have all the locations of the bombs, including the main reactor, like, shutoff point. So, Rhodey gets all of our boys to hop into a plane, they go to the main site, and this is where the main battles of the entire show, or film, rather, kicks off. Our boys jump out of the plane, tell Rhodey to turn back, so they jump out the plane. Bakugo gets held up at the entrance, holding off some individuals called Serpentine, and their quirk is that they have arms that can turn into really, 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 really sharp, like tentacle hook type things. I don't know, they're real, real weird. And they also have the ability to split. So not only is it just one that has this ability, but two that have this ability. And they give Bakugo a huge run for his money. They are slicing him to bits. Bakugo is pushed to his absolute limit. 
However, using his absolute cunning, and because, you know, Bakugo being Bakugo, he manages to get them pinned into a wall, and with what little strength he has left, he manages to go absolutely berserk, and blast them to complete point of knockout, and then, you know, he is also knocked out as well, because your boy's tired. And also extremely bloody, like, he got ripped to shreds, but he do it, he do good. And then, once inside... Same kind of scenario happens. Bakugo, or not Bakugo, but Deku and Todoroki get split up because Todoroki's like, all right, let me handle these goons here. You go take on the main dude. Like, that's your job. I'll handle what we got going on here. And Todoroki is ambushed by an individual called Leviathan. And Leviathan is also under the quirk enhancing stimulant. However, it's not to the point of like causing his quirk to go berserk and kill him he's just really really overpowered think of it like quirk juice steroids and so again same kind of scenario Todoroki is getting absolutely smashed he gets pummeled through the floor almost gets drowned by the leviathan however they fall outside because once he gets smashed through the ground and into the cavern and almost gets drowned in the cavern river below they shoot out of a hole in the side of a mountain and as they are falling Todoroki uses his new superpower of like heat wave flash explosion whatever but with like his father's prominence burn type attack I don't know it's really cool really pretty to see a lot of Todoroki's attacks on this were just absolutely fantastic to see kind of how they all work together like a lot a lot of growth out of Todoroki in this one and it was it was really fucking cool and again same result bad dude knocked out cold Todoroki also knocked out cold because dude almost got drowned and got the shit beat out of him so yeah he kind of our boy kind of needs a nap and then you've got Deku, although at the same time, Rhodey, who cannot land a plane, crashes said plane, but I guess after jumping out, because he survived, however, he is captured by Humorize, and they take him inside the building. That'll come into place later. And we also find out that Rhodey's dad was a part of Humorize, however, his dad also built the chip that can shut down all of the Humorize bombs so Deku goes in and confronts the cult leader whose name is Flecked Turn dude is like seven foot tall blue with a pencil mustache and beard and is surrounded by mirrors gee I wonder what kind of quirk he has oh wait it's kind of like Nomu in that he can reflect damage but on a much much higher scale because Deku tries to Detroit smash this dude and he reflects all of the damage back on to Deku and this goes on for I think Deku finally makes it into the room with like five minutes left to spare on the timer and they just start going to town while Fleck finally gets fed up with Deku's shit and starts using the lasers that are also built into the room with his reflection quirk to just start shooting lasers all over the place and absolutely decimating Deku. Deku just continues to try to smash Fleck however again between constantly getting slammed by blazers getting just shot straight through him and also having all of his attacks pushed back on him Deku finally seems like he's defeated but then Rhodey shows up and he's like hey look give me the thing in your pocket that shuts off the thing they said as long as we you know give them the chip that shuts off the thing then they won't they won't 
set off the one in Otheon, and that'll save my brother and sister. He's like, you know, I've always been selfish. I gotta, I've gotta look after my family. Like if it came between choosing the world and choosing my family, I would choose my brother and sister every time. However, we also find out about Rhodey's quirk at this point as well. Rhodey's quirk is a little bird sidekick that is excellently animated. It is very, very cute. And this bird sidekick of his is truth-telling in that Rhodey cannot lie because the bird will always show his true intentions and he's hiding behind Rhodey's head so Fleck can't see him. And the bird tells Deku like, hey, he's lying, get ready. And pretty much the second that Fleck goes... Or Rhodey goes to put the chip in Fleck's hand. The bird's like, all right, go. And Deku just comes flying out of absolutely nowhere with a smash and actually manages to hit Fleck past his, like, reflection barrier. And then the real fight kicks off. So Rhodey tries to escape down into the basement. However, he also gets lasered. So he seems like he's dying and out of it but still manages to push on while Deku continues to fight and my goodness this is this is where the fight scenes get intense you see Deku continue to start pushing the the pace more and more and as the pace continues to quicken Flex reflection abilities start getting weaker and start fading out of him and Deku notices this and starts to pick up the pace more and more and more to where you see something very reminiscent of like Saitama's like rapid speed punching from One Punch Man and also All Might going after the Nomu in season one of the show, but also the explosive punch that he used on Overhaul in season four at the same time. Like it's just a massive combination of moves that kind of had everybody in the entire theater just fangirling for a minute. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, oh boy, the move that got absolutely all of us pretty much cheering in the theater. Deku uses the full power of One for All, and similar to what All Might did against All for One in the main battle of Season 3, Deku breaks out his new ultimate move of the United States of World Smash and just absolutely levels this dude. It is a badass move of un presidented proportions it is one of the most visually stunning things i have ever seen it is so pretty oh this fight scene alone man 10 out of 10 i don't care if it's cheesy like standard shonen storytelling i give no shits 10 out of 10 11 out of 10 for this scene oh my god so good i could recommend watching this film just off that scene alone Oh, it's just such heavy fan service. But oh, it was fantastic. And then Rhodey's little bird manages to get the chip into the wall to save the day. Everyone is safe. Deku makes it to Rhodey. And Rhodey's like, I did it. I, I do the thing. I'm cool now. And then they laugh and cry together. It's fun. It's a great time. They save the world. They have a sweet moment. Rhodey's like, all right, I'm going to give up on my life of crime. I'm going to be a pilot and also look after my brother and sister. He gets an honest job working at a bar. Deku's name is cleared after it was found out that the police were corrupted by Humorize. And life goes happily ever after the end. Fantastic film. 
wonderful time. I really, really enjoyed it. Again, if you feel safe and secure enough to go to a theater to be able to see it, highly, 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 highly recommend it. Nine out of ten. Soundtrack is absolutely wonderful. Visuals are pretty. It's a fantastic shonen time. It's a shonen film. It's wonderful. Go check it out. Now, with all of that being said, thank you all so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks for putting up with me for the time being. The the heart behind the podcast, Blue, will be back next week. She will be here for us to cover to your eternity. So if you want to check it out, I highly, highly recommend doing that next week. All of her episodes drop on Sunday at 9.30 p.m. EST. And then we are a week behind on YouTube because we got new fancy videos that we have to make ourselves. So if you want to, go check us out. Leave us a like and subscribe on YouTube because, again, those videos and thumbnails are absolutely fantastic and wonderful. I love them and adore them to bits. If you like Blue, even though she's not with us today, you can check her out on Instagram and Twitter at BlueLavenderSTM. You can find me on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming, and also the podcast has a Twitch channel as well at BNB Anime. I'm currently getting that set up to do some live streams on there. But then, not only that, I'm also on Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming. The podcast is on Instagram and Twitter at BNB Anime. We are on BNB Anime on literally everything. You can find our entire backlog catalog of videos on YouTube at youtube.com. Just search BNB Anime, you'll find us. And we also have a website at www.bnbanime.com where you can find all of our entire catalog of episodes, info on Blue and I, our IMDb pages, Twitch pages, links to our Discord channels, all of that fun stuff. Voiceover work, uh, friends of the podcast, literally any and all information on us you can find there. And I think that's the whole usual kind of plug spiel. So thank you all so very, very much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. You sticking with me this week for the awkwardness of whatever the hell this episode is of me having to record on my own. So again, thank you very, very much. Next week, Blue will be back for To Your Eternity. But until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye.